Hi, I'm Darcy Hanna, author of the Beacon Bake Shop Mystery Series, author of the Very Cherry Mystery Series, author of the upcoming Food and Spirits Mystery Series, and author of several historical fiction. Did you ever wonder where I get my inspiration for the stories I write? I get it from my family, in particular from my conversations with my three amazing and creative sons. I'll be joined by my middle son, Dan, age 29, my youngest son, Matt, age 26. We have a great relationship, and we thought it would be fun to share our often wacky, often irreverent, yet always entertaining conversations with you. So buckle up, and welcome to the Motherboy Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on this evening? How you doing? I'm really tired. Oh my God, why are you so tired? Because uh, I'm, I'm actually Batman. So oh. all night I'm out doing crime. Oh, okay. oh crime. that makes sense. Batman in real life would actually probably be really tired if you think about it. During the day. If you want to figure out who Batman was, just look for the most tired person in Gotham. <laughs> probably, right? I feel like you could just follow him back to his house. Like I feel like you could you just put together. <laughs> like I really don't think it would be that hard. Be like, who, who has the just money? Just follow him? Who has the money for a car? Who has the resources? It's the guy with the huge mansion probably. Yeah. probably. And also you can tell by his jaw. So he's ripped. You know. I guess you can. Yeah, he only has like the top half of his face covered. He's looking life. for a man with a strong jawline. He's but always tired. I think people couldn't. <laughs> huge mansion. I think if it was the 60s, people wouldn't figure it out for a while. But I think if it was today, it would just be like, that That vehicle is like got to be a million dollars. Who's rich enough? Who's built enough? Like, I don't think yeah. it would be that hard. Like, it's like, oh, it's Elon Musk. He's driving a Tesla Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, it's got Tesla it's symbol on it. Yeah. It's got a Tesla symbol well, guys, on the guys, Batmobile. Sorry, today, we're all, we got we off the rails. Today we're going to talk, we're going to talk Halloween. Halloween, because tomorrow, Halloween's coming up really closely. And it's not I tomorrow. Have, it's not tomorrow. When this podcast airs, it will be the day after tomorrow. Really? Yes, tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. Halloween will be the It'll day be after October this October 31st. Comes out. And we have a special guest. We have a special guest with us today. Um, oh my gosh! Hang on. She's pulling. She lost the bio. Oh my! <laughs> the text on her phone is so large. I couldn't. You probably can't read a full sentence. <laughs> it went to Facebook. All a right. Today we have. We okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read the bio later. Um, we have a special guest. I love this author. This we have Libby Klein with us here, talking to us today. And Libby has a Halloween book out. We had Halloween book out Halloween books out at the same time. Just mischief nights are murder. It is killer. Literally, it's killer. It is a wonderful, wonderful book. So, welcome to the podcast, Libby. Well, I would like to say I really think someone who likes accessories as much as Batman should be easy <laughs> to spot during the day because he doesn't just quit. Because he's wearing a suit. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good. He's point. probably got like a got like a crazy tactical belt on. He's not yeah. going to leave that at home. He's going to be styling all day long. Yeah, probably. He's going to have to reach around for some fancy belt buckle or oh, something. Oh, he's going to do a reach around, all right? The, <laughs> the dumbest one is Superman. Yeah, that's Superman. Why I about he just that. he just wears glasses. Yeah, what it's is like, you? is everyone just stupid? What is? Like, yeah, I know. I mean, you watch those. The shows. guy's just he's. Oh, he's go look for the jack most jacked person in New York City, and then put take I don't know just put glasses on, take glasses yeah, off. Yeah, take yeah. glasses off everyone, and then you'll find Superman. And like you can't understand. I know. Do you do you like superheroes? I do. I feel like if you could fly, 
you'd forget at some point that you're not supposed to be doing that right now. Like what <laughs> happens when you start to hit midlife and you're a superhero? You're just standing at Starbucks waiting for a coffee. You start to float in the air like, oh my bad, yeah, sorry. You're so, yeah, that's a oh good point. My. Yeah, like you're in Compton. <laughs> like, you, can, you can like beat up 50 this, bad guys, but you just can't. The thing with like, we should play the game where like if you, okay, so what, su- what superpower would you have if you could just pick a superpower? Like what, what one would you pick? Well, I have celiac disease, so I would like to be able to eat baked goods without oh, yeah. exploding. <laughs> You'd be the masked baker. That's, that's wow, yeah. Well, Libby is a baker, though. Like she puts recipes in her books, which I think is like my kids are laughing at this. That's great. Is I it? love that's it. Hilarious. The the I mask. think that's a real thing now. I don't think it's, yeah, that's uh, that's that that, that kind of sucks. Uh, so how do you get around that? You have to do all of your own cooking. Uh, which is very time consuming and then possible? people want to complain like can i have a cupcake without gluten and it's like yeah anytime you want to go to the bakery and buy yourself one you can have that but in my house this yeah. is what we got how when did you know you were celiac i've probably known for about 12 years that takes I've a probably l- been following the diet for about five because <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough diet it's a, we have another author, um, Holly Quinn, Sherry Lynn. She writes under Monday names. Um, she's a, she has celiac as well. And I went to visit her, and it was so funny because she just had so much food for me when I came to visit, and all of it was gluten free. And I gotta say, it was delicious. I I never I never ate that. So, but you have to put a lot of thought into every meal, don't you? You definitely do. When the doctor first told me that I could no longer have gluten and dairy, I left his office and I went and bought a pizza, a double cheeseburger, <laughs> and a milkshake. No, this can't and be I right. This can't be right. Accepted. This can't be right. Denial. Oh this my can't God. be right. I love it. I know. Yeah. Could you say like misdiagnosis? No, that's terrible. So you're just having like a lot of stomach issues. Is that what it is when you like, I mean, is that how you know? There's a lot of pain involved. There's a lot okay. of itching involved. And you're like, my, my face itches, which was very dire during COVID. Because they were like, don't touch your face or you're going to kill the planet. And all I oh, had to do was my something suddenly my face. I'm scratching. And I'm like, it's can't celiac, I swear. I can't have food. I'm just going to pull my mask down for a minute and scratch my mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're going to kill us all. Yeah. They want to, like, throw rocks at you. So well, You're going to kill us with this uh, this cold. It's cold. It was it's very cold. Dan- it was very dangerous for me to walk around because I also take blood pressure medicine, which makes me cough. Oh so no! So right there, you know, you're like, <laughs> so you're a soup- I, I like massage my throat. Don't cough. Don't cough. And then <clears throat> and the room stops. You like grind the silence, and, like- and they can tell. They're oh. lighting like the torches, and I'm like, please, it's medicine. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not diseased. I promise. I'm just itching you're- and I cough. Your baseline is super spreader. Yeah, base, baseline, baseline super spreader. Super spreader. So, like when you're in an elevator and that starts happening, like you start coughing and scratching, do you just hit the trifecta to piss everybody off and just like go for broke and just fart? <laughs> That's just, a solid plan right there. Plus, you know, and you're then like everyone's gonna forget. It. Everyone's gonna forget about you coughing and scratching your face <laughs> after you you fart in there. So, wow, you thought that through. I will definitely have to make that plan B next time for yeah, sure. I think you should just Matthew keep on, like farting to cover yeah. up. The yeah, cough. you need one, you need one ready to go, but don't shart yourself because then it'll be embarrassing yeah. for you. Oh, but they won't know that. Oh my gosh, 
We are not yeah. talking about this with Libby. All right, sorry. It's got to be a spooky chart. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I have laughed. So you're like, you know, before you fart. I'm not afraid to pull it out. Before, that might be the strongest I can yeah. go. Yeah, before you push, you got to go, boo. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Oh, I'm so sorry for that. I apologize. Or where you go, or you say, "Is do you guys hear that ghost?" And then you pull your cheeks apart, and then it's like silent. It's just a wind noise. <laughs> I am so sorry again. Do you hear that wind? Where did that wind okay, come? That ghost. What was your like? What What is your my superpower? Be not being able to smell. I was my COVID symptom. I couldn't smell, and let me tell you. It was a superpower because I was driving somewhere. I was picking up a desk with my husband. And he's like, wow, you really can't smell a canyon because we had to drive about an hour to get this desk. And I go, no, why? And he's like, because I have just been having gas in this car for about the last half hour and you haven't said anything. And I will say that's what COVID did for me. And I liked that power. That's crazy. <laughs> I think... If I was offered three wishes, that might have to be one of them. Do you for have, sure. yeah, do you have a lot of smells in the house like that you just want to ignore? I have one major smell that's downstairs playing video games. Okay. What is it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just fill up a pail full of water. I walk down there and just throw it on them and be like, it's time to stop playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. Is that what they're playing? Is this your son? Uh, it is not my son, and yes, he is playing Call of Duty. Oh, my God. How it. did you know, Matt? Because it's either Call of Duty or Fortnite. <laughs> oh, my They probably play together and don't even know. Yep. Sometimes he'll get really mad at, like, the guy, like, totally didn't respect that we said friendly, don't fire, friendly, don't fire. And I'm like, dude, he's probably a five-year-old kid who's, like, <laughs> supposed to be in bed an hour ago. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, he's got to play uh I was just gonna say, that's how you know, like, our society is completely screwed because, like, uh, I have to, like, mute whenever I play those games, I have to mute the chat lobby Why? In the, before the game starts because it just, because it'll just be like, like, guttural child screams. It'll be like a 10, 12 year old kid just yelling and just, like, saying dumb crap. Oh, so you just, don't know who you've been playing with? No, it's just random people. And, like, it is, it is kind of funny, but it gets, it gets obnoxious so fast. Yeah, it's like, like it's, crazy they don't know how to turn off their mic it's really weird it's like they'll just those you'll hear like everything going on that's so weird this is it why, is really weird have you ever this is why we write books i, I was giving my yeah. kids a hard time because they they're not big fiction readers but um i don't know so anybody else have a good superpower i do my superpower would be time delayed farts so okay I'd, why is it always think about this function? think about this there's a there's a soiree in a ballroom and I walk through in my tux. <laughs> like a sea mine. And I, I say, hey, how's it going? How are you? Hi, how's the kids? Whatever. And I am just, I'm dropping little bombs all over. And then I walk out. I, I go to my car. I get in my car. I snap my fingers. The whole room dies. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. These yeah, are the evil superpowers. I just think that'd be kind of awesome. That'd be kind of awesome. I think the military yeah. is working on that right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> time delayed gas gas oh my god i'm pretty sure they already that was already a thing just telling you time just delayed All right, so yeah instead of uh farting gas it's uh mustard gas okay Gee, well okay. this isn't very halloweeny <clears throat> i mean 
Okay, what, what it's was scary. your superpower? What was your superpower? Oh, probably teleportation because my uh, girlfriend left her pills oh, at yes. the condo. <laughs> and uh, to, and uh, I'll tell you what right now. Uh, I came out of my room. I put down my water bottle. I had the fucking pills in my hand. Dan starts talking to me about some some cool shit. It's cool, but also I don't care, and I'm trying to leave. I take my water bottle, and I don't take the pills, and I get all the way to like Lansane, which is a half hour away. And Dan calls me. He's like, did you leave the pills there? And I was like, God, damn it. And then I was, now I'm like, do I, I have to like, so I have to give her her there. pills. You were, so did you have to drive back? I, yeah, I ended up driving back, but like, I, but she had to, she came back. She, she had to drive back too, but she's like an hour full, full driver. Oh my gosh. So it was like, she had to drive like two hours. So that is hilarious. Well, no. So like if I could just teleport. Yeah. Or like I don't know, this is a cool service. Maybe somebody should have something where they pick something up, like a drone, and you can just deliver it directly to somebody. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you just, I you, you just like you like I want to send you like some cupcakes like right now. Have the drone come pick it up and They've, take it to I you. I don't know. They, so I tell okay, okay, out. all right. Let's back to Libby. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. We have Libby here. We don't want to hear about your teleportation and your time delayed farts. Libby, tell us a little bit about your book, and then we're going to talk about ghost stories <laughs> my book is freakishly similar to your book isn't that funny were you reading the back of i know you're like oh my god i'm reading the back of your cover because we did a thing uh libby reached out and you're part of um <clears throat> mystery lover's kitchen and we talked about me putting a blog up and a recipe and it slipped my mind and i've been trying to be so good about writing everything in my calendar and you you uh, sent me an email. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! So I went in the kitchen and I quickly made something <laughs> to get the blog up. It was so fun. And then you're like, oh my god, I was reading the back of your book. I mean, and our, our covers are gorgeous, though. I don't yeah, wonder if we have the definitely. same. Co- I wonder if we have the same cover artist. You've got a cat. I have a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, yours yep. is so. Well, describe the plot. Describe a plot of Mischief Night and and why Mischief Nights. Like, do you guys have them? Wait, where are you coming from? Are you coming from? What, what state? Well, I live in Northern Virginia, but I grew up in Cape May, New Jersey, okay, where my Kate series May. takes place. And Mischief Night is an actual thing in Cape May. Is that it's the night? Cape May, yes, yeah, a Cape May Philly thing. And it's the night before Halloween when the kids go out and pull pranks. Ah. So if they're going to like toilet paper the trees, egg the porch, smash the pumpkins, that happens the night before Halloween. And then they go back on Halloween oh and have candy because we're ballsy in South Jersey and apparently you can get away with it there. Can you recognize like have you ever have you ever a have you participated in a mischief night when you were a youngster? I've not. I was such a nice kid. I know I I was a chunky kid and so like you have to have really good personal skills when you're chunky because <laughs> the kids already hate you just for being oh, fat. No. You can't make it worse by like smashing their pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. You got to be funny if you're a fat person. Like Matt, that absolutely Matt. 100%. Yeah, you got to be funny if you're fat because if you're not then everyone's just like god you're fat and annoying. Matt stop. <laughs> Matt, well Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt, you know, you grew up a little you have you had a little Yeah, I was a fat ass in my day. I'm you still s- fat ass now, <laughs> but at least I'm... You have to pick a struggle. You can't be yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be chunky, you got to be funny, you got to be nice. It's yes. Yeah. I mean, I uh, uh, everybody should be nice though. I mean, that's like a given, but mm-hmm. no, but that's so funny. So 
So Mischief Nights, I think, so we live in Michigan now, but when I grew up, I grew up in Northern Illinois. My husband was Connecticut. And I don't, we did not have a night before, like in, 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 when we moved here in Michigan, like Detroit has something called Devil's Night and that's Mischief Night. Yeah, it's like the but, day before Halloween. But they're like burning down stuff. No, <laughs> no. Weren't they burning We went down? out on, I did one thing once. We like TP'd a house or something. Oh, you did? You, you did a Mischief Night? Harmless. Harmless. But yeah, it was, we just were screwing around. I, I think, yeah. I think, but I love it. So, okay. So mischief. I feel like TPing is not that bad. No, I mean, first it's of all, not. I don't think it's that because the toilet paper well, dissolves. It's very right. expensive right now. So <laughs> yeah. I would like, be taking it down and saving like, it. Oh my God. That's the greatest decoration. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't have to do that much decorated kind of ads. Like next time you're TPing my house, can you more, can you use more rolls? <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, I think right now five. you're like it's more like the elves had visited and left you <laughs> treats in the yard. You're just gonna go harvest it. <laughs> Yay! I got teepeed. It's toilet paper till Christmas. I don't know. Isn't that terrible? How like our yeah, our our perception has changed. So, so your book is set on mischief night. Well, the theme of it's mischief night because I figured there's a hundred books on Halloween, but I'll be the only one for at least 15 minutes that's about mischief night. <laughs> but no matter what I have come up with, somebody else will come out with it soon after, or I'll find out somebody came out with it soon before. Isn't it crazy? You and I have so many similarities in our book. I just had to laugh because they came out at the same the time. The same time. And I've never written a Halloween book. And, I haven't either. And so they, um, who is your, who is your uh, editor? I do at, at Kensington. I have John Scott Namiglio. Okay. So do I. And he's like, he uh, said nothing. <laughs> oh, he did. Cause he said like, I'd like you to write a Halloween book. And then, so for me, I always think about the treats first. Like I always think about the baked goods because I write a lot about the baked goods, you know? And so my bakery is in a lighthouse that does have um, a slight paranormal element. So, you know, it has a, it has the, the first light keepers never left. And so I use that cause I'm like, Hmm, we visit a lot of lighthouses here. And every time we go in there, I always ask for the ghost stories, you know, I'm like, who's still here. And, uh, you know, so when I came up with that whole premise for that, that series, I'm like, Oh my God, Halloween kids are going to try, they're going to try to break into the lighthouse and, and see the ghost. And that's kind of where I kind of started with that. And then, of course, I don't like scary Halloweens. I am the most unscared. Like, Halloween is not, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to be honest. It's not my favorite holiday. <laughs> I'm more the, you know, like the happy pumpkins and the f cute costumes. And, um, but anyhow, so that's so we, so I had pranking in mine, and you have pranking in yours. You have kids pranking. You write about a B&B. I do. So Aunt Ginny is Poppy's 80-year-old, certifiably crazy great aunt. Oh, I love it. And Poppy's turned her house into a bed and breakfast. And <sighs> while the main storyline is not about the pranks, Aunt Ginny is pranked all throughout the book. Oh. And it's not even Mischief Night. So they're trying to find out who is pranking us. Because Mischief Night is like several days away. But like some oh, of the comes most up to fabric tricks are being played. That is so funny. Did you have to research a bunch of pranks? No, that part was not hard for me. <laughs> really? <laughs> so do you have clever? The, re the research comes into the ghost stories. So Poppy's Bed and Breakfast, and the, the book that came out before my Halloween book had a guest staying at the Bed and Breakfast 
who was just next level extra. And she convinced the other guests <laughs> that there was a ghost in the house named Siobhan who had died in the house. And Poppy spends most of the book trying to get them to stop having seances and looking oh, for Siobhan. Oh, that's so hilarious. now in the Halloween book, Aunt Jenny has signed Poppy up to do what she thinks is a gourmet dinner tour. But she neglects to mention it is a haunted house ghost tour. Oh my complete God. with ghost stories about ghosts that Poppy does not have. <laughs> so now she has to make up these ghost stories. Well, meanwhile, oh, wait, wait, so say, so people are coming to Poppy's residence. They're they're coming to the bed and breakfast, and Poppy has to pretend she's got ghosts in the in the residence. In the, so in the... she has to, so she doesn't break her contract with the oh. tour company, say. So here are some stories about the ghost people say we have. And when I say people, I mean this crazy lady who stayed here over the summer. <laughs> so you're resurrecting the ghost. Yes. And Aunt Jenny, who's always willing to tell you there's a ghost for 20 bucks. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. that. <laughs> so their very first dinner tour, somebody dies at dinner. Oh, my God. But eating something we don't have to tell how they die though because we need, we need to read the book but isn't that fun so they die they just keel over at dinner it is the first person to ever die in poppy's house oh. even though they've been calling her the murder house and all oh. along she's been saying no one's ever died here <laughs> and now right as dracula's huge place boom the guy dies that is so out of this is your eighth poppy McAllister mystery out of yes. eight books nobody has died in the house until and mischief night is murder that's amazing so the haunted house dinner tour i love so she's got people staying in the house she's got bed and breakfast guests this is just a tour group oh, well the bed so... and breakfast guests turn out to be a ghost hunting tv show oh who's come to do <laughs> a paranormal search because this lady from last summer signed her up for it that is amazing and the only guest in the house she can trust is owen rodney pet psychic I love who's it. there to psychoanalyze sir figaro newton her persian oh my god and you have a cat <laughs> you have is, is, is it really figaro is that your cat figaro is my real cat i love it he is not necessarily a black smoke persian anymore <laughs> had several <laughs> figaros oh yeah, what the... <laughs> today's current figaro is actually a um a calico persian I love but it. But I have pictures of Figaro, my black smoke Persian. My pictures of Figaro aren't nearly as cute as the pictures of Figaro that I Photoshop online. I love those. I love those. Oh, my God. Real yeah. Figaro would never have sat in a hat ever. <laughs> a little cravat. So, <laughs> you, okay, that was – that because I'm like, you have the cutest pictures of cats in, online. And so you Photoshop those. That's amazing. Good for you. You do a good job. Yeah, that's my next career. If the writing thing doesn't work out, I'm going to try oh, to get a career as a photoshopper. We always need a backup. We always need a backup. <laughs> no, I love that. Is so funny. So the team. So you have ghost hunters there too. That's so funny because like mine, mine, my in my book, how my book is a little different besides the the pr the pranking of my of uh, uh, Whitney or no, I'm sorry. Oh my God, that's another character of of. Uh, Lindsay Bakewell. Oh my God, I'm forgetting my own. Have character. you read the book? Have I? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Lit, I did just, I pull up a description of your book for you so that it. you can talk about it? Oh my it. God, I just finished 
a novel for a, for a different series, and now I'm going back to the Beacon Bake Shop, and I'm just like, it's, I mean, my brain is just making that adjustment. Lindsay Bakewell, her best friend, like, just wants to exploit the ghost in the lighthouse, and so she hires um, the ghost guys from Discovery Channel to, like, swoop in town, find the ghost, you know, create a little ruckus, and that, so that's how. Great, that, is, that is so funny that we both went to ghost hunts. In our, in it was our so weird between the pranks, the ghost hunting, and the fact that both of the people who own the houses they don't want a ghost to right. be found. They don't. Yeah. They, I, they... I read your description and I was like, oh wow, that is so creepy. <laughs> Do you, I sometimes feel like I don't know, like, like I think like creative, like um, collective consciousness is maybe like not inside us, but out there in the ether. And we tap it into things. It burns me constantly. Well, it's not burning because I think we we have a unique spin, but we use these themes. And so, my my younger brother was a ghost uh, hunter. Okay. And so he was a paranormal investigator. And so, I kind of like he's always you know like would tell me these great ghost stories, and I and, and he'd always have these tech. And one time he came over to our house and and uh, Thanksgiving, brought his night vision cameras and all his ghost tech. I made my kids go to a graveyard at night with him, with me, I, I, we walk in there and, um, <clears throat> he's just, you know, filming them and try on night vision camera, trying to drum up some business, you know, trying to drum up some spirits in the, in the lovely, it was a, it's a cool graveyard that we live kind of close to. It's on a hill overlooking a lake. Um, <clears throat> but that's the kind of stuff he would do like, <laughs> for fun. You know? And so yeah. like that kind of, <clears throat> you know, like he didn't have any, I think he was maybe a sensitive, you know, where he would have, you know, I don't know, like he'd have encounters himself. But I think that that pushed him to explore that. And so I think it's kind of an interesting because I'm not brave enough, to be honest with you, when it comes to like, you know, going into a creepy building and really like if I lived in a house that was known to be haunted, I don't know how I'd feel. <laughs> what about you? Are you braver than me? Well, I've been in quite a few places that say they're haunted. Uh, to do the research for the book, I went through five of Kate May's haunted inns and bed and breakfasts. Really? They all gave me tours. All the ghost stories in my book are, are real? real ghost stories from real places given by real people. And all of that is in the book, the names and everything. That So now that is cool. Do you have an author's note at the back stating that? Because mm -hmm. that is a very cool. Okay, good. Because I'm like, that yeah, is I really cool. I dedicated, gave acknowledgments. <clears throat> The, the freakiest one was at the Inn of Cape May, and the lady who gave me the tour and sat and talked to me was so sweet and so wonderful. And as she's sitting there, she says, come on, you can come on out and play. <gasps> no. we're, in, we're interested in you. Come on over. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is happening? But I never saw or sensed or me. I've never felt anything at all. That, so she's talking to you. How old was she? How old was this woman? She's older. Okay. And she's, she's talking to she you. Wasn't a kid. She sees this, this ghost of a child. She, she said she was talking to two children. While she was talking to you. Yes. Did you believe her? I 100% believe that she meant it, that she she wasn't lying to me. Right, right. So she, she completely that she saw what she saw and, you know, that she was, you know, that, that was is... an accurate representation. Now, whether or not it was legit happening, I mean, I couldn't say that, but I believe she believed it for sure. 
That is so nuts. That is crazy. And nothing, no hair on the back of your neck? Nothing. No visceral response? Nothing. That, nothing. Dang it. I've been in... I've been into all their haunted rooms. I've been into all of the the places that were supposed to have the most activity. Not a single thing, nothing. Uh, but some really great stories. Now, my girlfriend and I, when we were, geez, probably 11, we were playing with a Ouija board. Oh God, okay, that's scary. Cause I I think we did that when I was younger too. And I think my my dad got really mad at us, but go ahead. You had a, you had a creepy story with the Ouija board. Oh yeah, I strongly recommend you don't do this. Yes, don't. <laughs> I only time in my life I've ever done this. I had no idea what it even was. I'd never, you know. She's telling me what to do, and I'm thinking this is the dumbest hokum I've ever seen. <laughs> what? It's Come a thing. You put your fingers on that thing, and it wiggles around. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. You know, it's your house. This is what you want to do. And I asked something stupid that she didn't know. And darn if that thing didn't spell out my father's middle name. <gasps> and I was like, holy crap, I am so done with this. We threw it across the room <laughs> and never walked near it again. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. Uh, yeah, it is. A, those th like weird experiences. You were 12 when this happened. Weird experiences yeah. stay with you, don't they? Like just those yeah. slightly off that shouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? That's that's crazy. Oh, my God. Well, she didn't even know that the that the man she thought was my father. She didn't even know he wasn't really my father, let alone his middle name. Oh, that's so, so there's you know, there was zero possibility for that, her to guess this. Yeah. Could it have been you subconsciously doing it? Because you know it? I don't think so. I, I mean, can't, I, I certainly can't say I, that's impossible. Anytime I play with a Ouija board, you have played I this 100% push that thing to spell shit out. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose. Oh, and like everyone's you. pushing against me, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's you, going to L. How, how old were you? It's going to L. <laughs> it's going to L, guys. Oh my god! So you're the one that you're the one that controls. Oh god, Matthew. Well, well, you, how old you were you when to. you did it's that? Hilarious. How old were you when you? Uh, I think I did a couple of them. I think a couple of them I took them seriously. And then I was like, this is just, this is bullshit. This is pretty much bullshit. So then the last time I did, I did vividly remember pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where like my husband would not allow one in the house very catholic you know very um but i think my mom when she was younger i don't know i think she thought they were kind of funny so i mean it's made by like milton bradley yeah, it, yeah, it's a, yeah it's made by milton bradley and it's funny because people i think mediums or people like that use them did you put one in your in your story do you have a ouija board in your story no, because uh -uh. I'm definitely, I'm the Charlie Brown Halloween level side yeah. of Halloween. Me too, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the slasher movie side. I know, me either. And that's why like writing a Halloween cozy mystery, I had to really think about that for a while. You know what I mean? Though I love autumn, mm -hmm. I love fall, fall baking. I kind of exploit that a little bit. And as you do, I mean, yep. you have to put the delicious recipes in there. But um, how fun is that? But Cape May is a beautiful area. That Well, Cape May claims to be one of the most haunted areas in the country. Oh, I did because not. Because they have, 
their history. They took the land away from the Lene Lenape Indians. Oh, wow. They're a whaling community. So there were pirates. Yeah. They're on the Underground Railroad. Harriet uh, Tubman worked in a restaurant in Cape May as a cook. And there was a man there that had trains and they would put the runaway slaves on the trains. That is so cool. They just have so much history there. They during the Civil War, uh, the Hotel Maycomber was a hospital for Union and Confederate soldiers. So they're just begging yeah. to be haunted. Like yeah. if something was really going to be haunted, they're asking for it. Especially like Civil War hospitals, because I was in. Uh, have you ever been to Gettysburg? Oh yeah, that place is very haunted. Oh, 100. That place <laughs> is haunted. My brother this is the, i think what got my brother into ghost hunting is but he took a picture on um i think it was a little round top like a polaroid <clears throat> not a, well not just it wasn't a polaroid it was a regular picture but it was not a it was not um an uh an e-camera or it wasn't like a phone camera it was a real camera back in the day i think with film in it and uh, it came back and you know there was nothing but it came back and there were like these gray like civil war soldiers walking up the hill and it kind of freaked us out because it was like so clear, it was clear as day. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that got him started because they clearly weren't there. They they don't really look super real, but they look like ghostly. There's like a, there's a video that came out recently of uh, like, a, like a couple are recording uh, something like they're on. I think they're at like Little Round Top or mm-hmm. something like looking down. They're recording something like in the trees, and it looks like there's like some kind of thing like floating, moving around. So it looks like a ghost, like moving around. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so some places. Like, I think that place is definitely haunted. Remember, you took that picture. Yeah. And there was there was like a full on face in that. Yeah, picture. there's an orb with a face in it, like an orange orb with a yeah. like weird face in it. It's so crazy. Like back then, yeah, like I get... that place is haunted. That <clears throat> yeah, place is definitely haunted. And I, yeah, like I, I had one haunted picture. I think I shared it. We did a, we did a book launch for a friend of yours, uh, with our Halloween books. And I think one of the questions I asked, uh, when it was my little time during the party, during the launch party, um, it's the only ghost picture I took and I showed it to my brother and I'm like, look, I think I got a ghost picture. And it was of a, of a chain mail suit of armor. And that was in a winery. It was hanging on the wall in a winery up in Traverse city. And the winery is owned by the Lagina brothers who do Curse of Oak Island. And so I went in there. It was Marty Lagina, I think, owns this winery. And anyhow, so I'm like, oh, it's got to be an authentic suit of armor. So I took a picture of it, thinking it was so cool, and looking for these, like, medieval or historic relics that they have in this brand new, very Italian-esque winery. And I get home and think nothing of it. And a few weeks later, I was going through it, and I'm like, oh, it looks like there's some smudge in the face of this armor, suit of armor. And I blew it up and I'm like, oh my God, there's a face in it. And I kept blowing it up. And it's so crazy because it's like a ghostly face right in the suit of arm, right in the head chain mail. And so I kind of thought, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what it is. It could be a trick of the light. But to me, that's my haunted picture. That's like my only I'll one. Be honest, I looked at it and that was, uh, it doesn't look like anything. doesn't look like, you don't no, see don't, anything. What do you see, see Dan? I don't know. I, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical. It looks like picture. it could just be like a, like a weird, weird lighting or something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, Ron's pictures of a uh, Gettysburg are insane. Yeah, he are I legitimately mean, insane. Yeah, like, the orb thing has sticked with me to this day because mm-hmm. I thought it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Which one? 
orb one where it's like it the literally orange. is a face it that's did, like it color. It did scare you when you were little because I think like you color. saw that when you were little. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if you have that picture still because it was like insane. Well, remember that when I, I think you were there, but there was a picture when I was in high school we were singing at the opera house oh yeah tell this is a haunted this is yeah. kind of cool so tell us the history of our opera house like in our little town yeah. in michigan so we i guess have, I, I don't know if all towns are all big small big I think towns there's haunted have, places have everywhere. houses but like our town is like you know probably what 18 60s yeah, not as old as cape may no it's not <laughs> yeah but we're, they, we're midwest we're kind of people have died there in opera house or just I in howell well in howell a lot i don't know some. But uh, we had an opera house that obviously we, they we used for it, entertainment. Yeah. yeah, we still have it now. It's just kind of like a um, like historical like kind of thing. And the downstairs is still used as a venue for like events and weddings. Yeah, that, and... yeah, random events and whatever. The upstairs is like pretty in decent shape, like the opera house, and like it has the stage and whatever. And when I was in high school, we went and performed there because I was in choir. And we did like our songs or whatever, and it was like really, really cool. We were on the, the ground floor where they did the events, and then we went upstairs after, and it was so cool. Like the lighting was amazing, and they had like a big Christmas tree and presents and everything. And the upstairs is notoriously haunted. Yeah. And what they say is there was a woman who like haunts a certain place there because she went to the opera house and saw her husband with another woman. So she's kind of like that white lady story, you know? So she. I don't know if when she, I don't think she died there, but I don't know why she haunts it. But supposedly they see a woman. I think she has a name, but yeah. So you, so they do have a lot of ghost hunters go there because yeah, it there's is haunted. like there's like but I think they have like names for them too. There's like six ghosts. So they, they were or giving us a little bit of a ghost story, they, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, I get my picture taken with a few other people by this Christmas tree, and like we look at the picture. And I think at the time I just didn't think anything of it, but like the next day or two or whatever, we were looking back at the picture and like there is like a perfect outline of a person, like a shadow person, like in, right next to me. In front of him. Yeah. Like so yeah. it was a flash photography and there was this big black, weird blob like just covering. But it's you. in the perfect shape of a person. I mean Right. And when but when I was walking across that floor, because you guys were in there messing around uh -huh. <clears throat> and I was walking and I had heels on, it was clip clap, clip clap, clip. And then I, one of my heels did not clip. It felt like I stepped into a marshmallow and felt like something pinched my ankle. Really? And I was like, there's nothing there. And that was a spot that we shot that f photo across. Huh. Isn't that weird? Weird. But now I didn't, yeah, I wasn't scared. I mean, it was just yeah, a weird, we just got a picture scared of that. It was just really, it was really interesting. I don't know. Have you, have you ever had like an experience where you're like going to a building and you're like visibly like, you're like, I just don't think I'm alone in here. Certainly not uh, like what you're all talking about. Certainly nothing ghosty. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed watching some of the Ghost Hunter TV shows when I was writing the book. Yes. The things that they showed <laughs> that they debunked. Yes. Like people who were legit terrified because they kept catching, say, a ghostly presence on their security footage. And they found out that it was a piece of lint hanging up over the security camera. Yeah. And yeah. like they showed you and it totally looks like a ghost walking back and forth in the hall. And yet as soon as the fan would come on, it would blow the lint and it made it look like a ghost moving across the hall. So my favorite part of that show was anytime they gave you like legit reasons 
oh, it's not a ghost. It's actually this. Yeah, like yeah. the old boiler just sounds like a ghost moaning. And I thought, okay, well, I just really like that the most. Like when it showed well, things the debunk. that were. <laughs> I, I 100% believe that because your mind can leap, you know, to, especially yeah. if you're very susceptible. And I think if you look for it, like I always say, like, so I, I had this experience. I used to work in a old Carnegie library uptown too. And um, this is like the weird, I had to call my brother after this experience because it was broad daylight. It was Friday afternoon. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> my voice. Um, and I was sitting with a friend and we had closed the library. I believe it was closed at five o'clock on Friday. And it was a beautiful sunny summer day. So the sun was shining through this window and I'm talking with her. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a man walk out of the stacks in front of the window. And I look and she looks at the same corner. And she goes, did you hear that? When I full-on looked, I didn't see anybody there. So I got up, and I'm like, ooh, we're closed. And nobody, of course, was there. Um, <clears throat> that same shadow person was seen uh, sometimes up front by the women hiding behind one of the pillars because we had pillars. Um, the woman who used to clean at night, she said, I would clean the, uh, like our level first, like the adult services, and then she would go downstairs to the children's and then leave out the back door. She's like, when, as soon as I would leave that hall, I would hear sounds like books crashing on the floor. Isn't that crazy? And then, the, and then one time, again, we were closed, and um, I thought I saw a man walking downstairs towards the archives. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to tell him. Because, I mean, it happened all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to tell him we're closed. And I followed this guy down. I could see his shirt, and he was wearing jeans and like a striped, like from the 70s type of clothing, I would say. And I was following him down, and I turned the corner, and there was nobody there. So I, like, searched that whole floor, and there was just, like, absolutely nobody there. So it's like, oh yeah, God, that wow. kind of freaked me out. And I'm like, I wasn't scared, but I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, I thought I saw a person come down here. And um, those kind of things, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're unexplained. There's probably something in the library. So they were going to put security cameras uh, in the computer area, which we all kind of hated working in. I just never liked sitting in that room. Brand new, part of the building. But there's just a lot of computers, and people would come in, and they just sit there, and you know, and you just kind of hang out and help people with the tech and stuff like that. And I left for, I was leaving for a vacation, and I said, I'll tell you what, if those cameras go off at midnight, I need you to let me know. And they're like, why? You think somebody's going to break in? I'm like, no, if they go off at midnight, you just come get me. If they go off after hours... And they all thought I was crazy. And I'm like, no, I just want to see if there's a ghost in here. Well, sure enough, I got back. And my uh, one of the girls I was working with was like, oh, did Ray come get you? Did he talk to you yet? Because he was our tech guy. I'm like, no, why does he want to see me? And she's like, well, they're catching things. And I so so I would I went down you know, to the office and I said, you know, they were recording all these things. Every time there would be movement in the library, it would set the cameras off. And sure enough, he said every t at midnight – from midnight to like four in the morning or whatever, orbs would flow through this room and set off the motion sensors. And at first we thought there were bugs and we tried to debunk them, but there really aren't any bugs like in the library. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Have they had and ghost hunters go down yeah, there and look at it? It was weird, it, but you don't feel like, I always felt unsettled in there, but I'm like, I, you know, it just does, it's, yeah. it's maybe like an energy thing. I have no idea. It, I think it was put up over an Indian that was Indian property. 
Oh yeah. On Grand oh, River. Was, oh yeah, it was. It totally and was. And so maybe it's tree. just Remember that, that tree. Yeah, it's there's that a weird bend in really it? old tree yeah. that was oh, yeah. bent in a certain way by the Indians to point like the direction. I don't know. So anyhow, those are my ghost stories. But you know, like at the time, you're you're there's nothing like super scary. It was just like, what's going on? You mm-hmm. know. Um, it's like the well, those are some really good ghost stories, though. You've got some very fun ones right. there. And I called my brother, and I told him about the shadow person I saw coming out of the sacks. He's like, oh, you saw a shadow person? Like, you saw a full shadow? Oh, my God, that's huge. He goes, you're a sensitive, Darcy. And I'm like, I am not a sensitive. I don't want to see ghosts. <laughs> so so I've kind of shunned that, you know, but I'm like, I don't actively look for it. But it is, they, they do like stories, weird stories, and who knows what it is. You you have kind of a weird one, Dan. I yeah, I get. Well, I don't know. I guess I well, I used to like just like see well, so when I was little, I used to always, we would like we were always up in the You were, all the boys were upstairs. Yeah, we were all the, all the boys we were all upstairs in one room or whatever, like a loft kind of thing with bunk beds and stuff. And I would always like come down and like sleep in your guys' bed. Yes, yeah, so you were little. Like 5 yeah. or whatever. And the staircase would like wrap around, so like you'd go down, you'd go down one way and turn around and then go down the other way into the, and it would go into the living room and then I had to take a left and go down the hall into my parents' room, and I'd always wait like at the halfway point of that staircase where it turned and I'd always like peek around the corner, and I swear to God I'd always like see like stuff moving around the room and like just like very like. I don't know, like translucent things moving around. Did you say there like, was like a lady you would always see? Yeah, I feel like I'd always see like a lady in like a white dress or whatever. And Isn't I would always crazy? just tell myself it would, it's all in my head. I'd be like, it's all in my head, it's all in my head, it's all in my head. And, and then I'd finally get the guts to like run down the stairs and like turn, <laughs> run down the hall and run into my parents' room. But it was kind of weird. He told me this like years later. I think we were driving home from college once or something. And we, were t- we had this like interesting conversation and he's telling me this and I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh, you were seeing something in that house house because it was kind of an older home yeah I, mean, I never felt it but is that funny like just i think it's funny how as a kid you can be absolutely terrified but all you need to do to be safe is dive under the covers and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or the, yeah. the monster under your bed did you always like jump i i don't know why maybe it's the stories maybe it's the children's stories that we read but i always like i think i had issue with my under my bed or in my closet i was had to my closet shut and then like you'd like jump on your bed from like a couple feet away you know what I mean? So nothing yep. could reach yeah. out. Yeah. Like there's an alligator on the carpet. Yep. Yeah. 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 That Floor fun? is lava. I've had many, many of those, many yeah. of those imaginations. There's Floors. always the, uh, the sleep paralysis shadow monster. What? Oh, it's just a thing that I, like a lot of people, if you get sleep paralysis, sometimes you'll like see like a, like a shadow monster. Okay. That does eyes. sound, that sounds a hundred percent paranormal. No, it's not. No, I swear to God, sound, it's not. That doesn't sound good. No, it, there's a lot of people who like. You ha- like, okay? So it's you totally can't, normal. You it's wake totally up and you normal. can't move or breathe. Yeah. You've ever had that? Yeah, a sleep paralysis. Actually, that's happened to my husband. Have you ever had it? Not happened, but it happened to my husband once. But it was very. It's scary. It was a very. It was a very evil presence. It was very demonic. And uh, yeah, he he could he couldn't move. He couldn't breathe. And we could, we both could feel the presence and oh, it was, geez. that was very real. Yeah. I, Cause I, I think Matt, so see Matt, I think sleep is just a demon trying to penetrate your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but that's so scary. So you, you were with him when this happened. 
and you well, yeah, felt we sleep it. in the same bed. No, no, no. But I mean, you you woke up. You like, how did he? How did you know? No, he, he woke me up. He woke me up and told me to pray for him. He was freaked out. Oh, it's so scary. So I, yeah, I, no, he was definitely scared. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't move and because I, you can't yeah. breathe either. Because I've had that yep. before, and just like there's yep. like something sitting on you, kind of feels yep. like that. Well, you're just so out. Your body's so out. Like, well, you could say that the first time it happened to me, I was sleeping in a teepee. I was up in the Northwoods and I was like, I was you tired. Were, uh, cultural, doing cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yes. So you had a... uh, no, I, I was a camp counselor. And... Sounds like you were asking for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, don't go in there. Bob's in there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I took a nap in this teepee. And sure enough, like I woke up and I could not breathe or move. Well, what were... do you mean, sure enough? Like, that's like the plot to every <laughs> horror movie. Oh my Don't God. go in there. Okay, I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, and I'm like, I woke up and I couldn't move, and I'm like, what the hell's happening to me? And I couldn't breathe. And then finally, you're like, you know, you can. And so it was either sleep paralysis or Bob or whatever the person's name was that, you know, whatever. But it was like, it was a cool teepee with paint, you know, painted teepee. I don't know if it was super authentic. I don't know. It was at this, it was outside these guys, uh, some of the guys that worked at the camp. It was just, they just put it up outside there their cabin hmm. and so um yeah that was the first time i had it but yeah i don't i i do feel that it could either be sleep paralysis or it could be something much no, because different because I've, I've had it and not had the the weird like dream like i think my eyes are never open yeah when it happens but yeah. i definitely i definitely can't like but you're waking up because you feel like something like yeah, you feel, you, pressing you, on you. You're tricked into believing that your eyes are open. Well, a good not. thing to do is just to pray. I think well, it's no, you don't to... pray. You just sit there and wait. <laughs> well, try praying. You sit there and wait, and like eventually, <laughs> eventually you wake Invoke up. the name of Jesus Christ. Cry, pray, pray. No, I just like <laughs> I went 100 praying. Yeah, yeah. Like eventually, eventually your your body will wake up with your mind. So you just have to like chill out. Right, but it and, is like, terrifying. I've done that before, where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like. <laughs> I'm awake and I can't move. Fuck. I can't do it. So I'm like, I just like, I'll just go back to sleep or I'll just wait. And sure enough, if you wait and you just don't freak out, you're, you'll find, you're fine. Oh my God. How can you not freak out if you can't breathe? Because it happened. Wait, I can breathe. Oh, you it's can just breathe. Like, you I know just can't you're move. halfway between in serious dreamland and also awake. So you're like, imagine being super conscious during like the most heightened state of a dream. Mm. Okay, so Matt's, Matt's debunking our sleep paralysis. I've never heard of sleep paralysis. I'm fascinated by this. you never heard of sleep paralysis? I haven't, That's, that's no. what it felt like to me because it's like, well, oh, my eyes are open yeah. right now. My eyes are open right now. I can see like what's in front of me, but my eyes are I not think that's open. A my eyes are not open. It's sleep I mean, it is, yeah. Yeah, like you're, you're almost like your mind is awake before your body's awake. That's crazy. So you come out of sleep. It's really weird. But like that's why it's like, you feel like or you see something because it's like you're in a dream state still. Oh, but you're, you're like fully conscious. Who would have thought that? Look at all these these deep dives into the... Hmm. <laughs> these, yeah, there's a lot. I think the cool thing is, though, there is that unknown. You know, and I think, I think if you don't want to experience those types of things, you can always set that, like, intention, like, you know... I think, well, see, there there was one time when we do live by this old graveyard, and it's part of our lake walk. And Dad once, I think, saw a shadow person in there, and I'm like, I didn't see it. But I don't know. I think I remember walking around, and I think something might have come back. 
like if you believe in this mm -hmm. with me because i would see like a sh little shadow in the house like maybe like an animal i don't know what it was but i would see it out of the corner of my eyes and i and i told a friend of mine at work and she's like darcy um, you should probably go to the eye doctor. Like if you're seeing a shadow moving, do you know what I mean? She like legitimately went there. And so I was talking to my brother about, cause I was petting my dog one day and I was sitting on my bed and I saw the shadow like come out of the dog and go into the bed. But I didn't, you know, I didn't feel any, I didn't feel like threatened or anything. I didn't know what it was. And, um, but I did feel like maybe there was something in here. So I talked to my brother again and you just address it. And I said something like, oh, I acknowledge you. I see, you know, I, I, I know you're here, but I, I, you need to leave now. You need to leave. And the moment I did that and just kind of was strong about it, never happened again. Isn't that interesting? Never saw that chat again. So, yeah. so what I'm saying is like you have like the power here if you don't yeah. want to experience those things so so for those of you on halloween night <laughs> I, yeah, I, if you want to experience a ghost to go those, for it those things like honestly like kind of freak me out and like i always kind of like i think like i kind of pray sometimes and i'll pray f for like you know like i you know i have like dominion over my right my, my body and my spirit and like and you know I'll ask for like protection or whatever. Yeah. And, like, because it's the, I don't know. I just, I kind of think some of that stuff is like a thing. And like, it's yeah, just, I don't think you should mess with it too much. Yeah. But I know. So Ouija boards, put those away. Yeah. No, <laughs> there's some, there's some real dark, don't, don't, there's some real yeah. dark stuff out there don't. that is like, you do not want to yeah. mess with it. Yeah. Like Tim Burton movies. If you like Tim Burton, <laughs> like Tim Burton you <laughs> might as well just uh, get on welfare. Oh, oh my God. God. I, I don't want you in society. I don't want you working. Tim Burton movies are terrible. They're awful. Oh, my God. Some people love that, them. Like, stop. Tim Burton is a sicko. He's a sick man. Oh, my God. He puts scissors on he Johnny puts, Depp's fingers. Yes. Yeah. What Tim, kind of, Tim Burton what sucks. What kind of psychopath does that? <laughs> okay. okay. He ruined probably, Charlie and the Chocolate probably Factory. probably Libby's favorite person. I, I have something I wanted to bring up. Okay. It, it is like, okay, it is like a conspiracy theory slash like it's just like a weird like conspiracy kind of paranormal like kind of it's not a ghost story but all right um, are you ready just, for this it came across <laughs> it came across my radar today and i was like oh why this is kind of it's one of those things where you, you look at it and you're like oh this is kind of uncanny you know all right you're like what the hell like okay so so it's a okay so just full disclosure it is it's about president trump but we're not going to get into politics, all right? Just, just disclaimer. So the, the title of this article is, Is President Trump a Time Traveler? What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this okay. sounds like a book, Libby. Okay, this is, this is crazy. Okay, okay, okay. I think maybe I'll just read the article. Uh, I don't know if I threw the Is this a conspiracy thing, theory? So it all began when someone was at the Library of Congress archive website and came across a book called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. That book was published in 1893 by a man called Lockwood Ingersoll. Okay, is this real? This sounds like this a This is real. This sounds like a you novel. You can buy this book called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. There's also one called there's a couple other ones. Um he published three books in the Trump science fiction series Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful Dog Bolger, The Underground Journey and The Last President. Oh my God! Wait, this is this is for real. This is for real, and, and it was, it was published when? before the 1900s. It was pre 
1892 or something like that. The Underground Journey is about a little boy called Baron Trump. Actually, his name is like Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, oh, but he goes oh he goes by Baron. Okay, uh, he finds a secret underground portal and time travels to different periods. Now, the immediate and glaring thing here is that Baron is President Trump's youngest son. So, like, this is you know yeah. the real. If you look at the characters' drawings in the Underground Journey and compare them to the pictures in real life, Baron <gasps> no. Trump, the resemblance is uncanny. No. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't even gotten started with this with this bad boy yet. All right. So okay. in the book, <laughs> this sounds like something. Wrote this is not. You're reading this no. off the internet. So this how is do you a know media. I'm sure somebody didn't just I, make this. Like right I looked away. up the book. Like I looked up the book is completely legit. I would like, have to order it. Yeah, I don't think it's it's like 99 cents on Kindle. I might I might just get it. I mean, if time travel is real, like, but I'd like to go back in history. Yeah. So. In the book, little Baron Trump has a mentor and father figure, a man called Don. No oh, way. no. Yeah. The events of the book take place in Russia. Besides Donald Trump's famous friendship with Putin, Melania Trump, President Trump's wife, and mother of modern-day Baron Trump were born in Novo Mesto, Slovenia, before mo- moving to the U.S. Uh, okay, so... This is some Tim Foyle hat. Four years later, Ingersoll published the sequel, The Last President... And prominent coincidental name aside, uh, this is where stuff gets really weird. The main plot is about a very wealthy man who lives on Fifth Avenue in New York who decides to run for president. What? And naturally, no one expects him to win. And as you might expect by now, located at 725 Fifth Avenue in New York today is none other than Trump Tower. Okay, this is re- that is so weird. Yeah, it just unless, keeps, unless, it keeps getting weirder. Unless... Some okay. Are you sure this isn't just like somebody? You can say time total. travel, but what if somebody got the book, read it, changed their life to mirror the book? Like you can do that too. I don't know. I don't. It's in the Library of Congress. But like I that's mean, the thing. It's awesome. That's. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like if Donald Trump could really travel in time, he would unsend some of those tweets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Good. Point. Or Woody. I mean, or Woody. <laughs> okay. She just debunked this thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, time, if time travel, is this a prophecy? You know, maybe? honestly, but it, I think he wouldn't because he's just that type of guy. That's you so know what funny. I mean? He's just like, I don't care. What it gets weirder. It gets weirder, though. Okay, I'm not even. How done can it yet. get weirder? Okay, this is crazy. Okay, so the book was written 124 years ago, I maybe even more because I don't know. This article is probably a couple years old. Uh, Wait, just, these are this? probably all just weird coincidences. In the book, shortly after mysteriously wealthy man wins the election that no one expected him to win, he's inaugurated and starts selecting his cabinet. One of the first people he chooses is another mysterious gentleman who goes by the name Mister Pence. Oh God! Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, it's 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 legitimately freaky. It's like the fr- first name's it's wrong like, though. It's not like it's Mike. P- it's like Lafay Le- Pence or something like, like that. Like, but isn't that like so interesting? It's like the um, oh gosh, uh, who was the? I'm not Rasputin. Who was who was the prophecy? Nostradamus. To the, thank yeah. you, Nostradamus. And Nostradamus prophecies, but they're kind of vague. Have you ever read those? Like some of them are kind of, Mm -hmm. they're kind of more vague, so you can kind of put things in there. But Dan, that's it. We're going to have to like uh, look into this uh, time travel. I mean, it keeps going. Like, and we can read it later. There's more stuff, but yeah, I guess we can. The other thing that's weird is that this is like this is a bigger stretch. That I think that was the last like big one. Um, they they try to draw this like tie to. I don't know if you've heard this one. This one's interesting. So Nikola Tesla, yeah. before he died, 
I guess apparently said he like had invented a time machine or some something like that. He was and, you an know, interesting like, dude. He's very interesting, and a lot of like the Tesla files or whatever, yeah. you know, they've gone they were, missing they or whatever. They were confiscated. Yeah. yeah. So another another theory that's like kind of tied to this weird coincidences of this Nikola book Tesla. is that the so the person that they get to go and like go through Nikola Tesla, like this is like the FBI or something yeah. like that, that go through Nikola Tesla's all of his stuff is like what's his name it's uh i think it's like john trump yeah john trump who is like donald trump's uncle oh my god yeah <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah well so it's just either well, a, i didn't realize that a, a lot crazy of tesla stuff was just coincidence this is just gone yeah the, the government confiscated like all, like that's what like they had that there show the tesla files or whatever yeah. There's some interesting things. I don't know. That's why history is so interesting. It's one thing if there's like one or two things or whatever, but like there's like probably like six weird coincidences out of this book that like are just very, very close to what happened. I think you have to read the book, Dan, and tell me if it's like actually legit. Because they could just pull something. Because somebody could like, how hard is it to get your book into the Library of Congress? Every Not book, how, yeah, every, every book. book, every book that gets published is in the Library of Congress. So, like, We're I in mean, there. Could, couldn't somebody, <laughs> couldn't somebody, in theory, write a book or a series and just kind of like throw it in there? But but it and, was like, published date. so long ago. Like yeah, you can't like, fudge the publish. Yeah, date. the publishing date is like set. So. Maybe some. Okay, so here's another theory though. Maybe yeah. that person was just tapping into that collective consciousness, but time traveling forward in his mind. Maybe in thought. Time travel because I mean no, but I don't know. They always say like art mirrors real. Like I don't know. Reality mir- mirrors art. Somebody will write about something, and then that thing sometimes comes to pass. Do you know what I'm saying, but Libby? So- Absolutely. Who's the author who wrote? I feel like maybe possibly James Patterson, who wrote about a pandemic that came out yes. of Wuhan, China. Yes. yes. I mean that's so freaky. It was like many years before it happened. Yeah. Really? No, that really. That's, oh, is that yeah, the movie Pandemic? Absolutely. No, but it was like very dead on, and and yeah. then, wow. um, oh gosh, it, went, it just really dropped out of guess. my head. But yeah, there there are a lot of things where they're writing something, and sometimes the writers are just taking these educated guesses. Mm-hmm. But they're they're writing about something, and then boom, it ha- it comes. Well, like you were reading 1984, that was written in 1930s by George Orwell, yeah. and um, you know how, who could have you know. Well, now it's not exactly dead on, who but things. Who could have predicted that? Who, yeah, some well, people no, are but good I mean, at predicting. No, he wrote. I mean, he wrote that when communism was already a thing, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, oh, he, um, he literally just took what the communists were doing, and he just in Russia, yeah. He he like, basically said what would happen if like modern day like UK or whatever was like basically like North Korea level communism. Mm. Well, all right, but back to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Leninism? It, it would have been Leninism. I, yeah, I don't know. We just digress, like, don't we? Like, it's just... Uh, going on a tangent there. Your I, boys are out of control. I know, <laughs> I know. I got, again, I apologize. It's like we're going down these like wormholes of like time travel. Like, mom, I think no, it's yeah. true. I don't know. That's a good like that. I read that and it like legitimately kind of freaked me out. I mean, there's a lot of things if you read into it. Like I, I watch a lot. It of could this. be it could be bullshit too, Dan. Like, I don't know. There's some, I don't know. That sounds weird. It's parallels, but um, there's like a lot. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, I I don't know about you. Kind of like that Libby. Sasquatch video. Right. I the did you see the Sasquatch video? I was the new say. one. Yeah, the one with the. Did They're you, on a train. Did or you something? hear about this, Libby? Okay. No, I haven't heard about. It the was Sasquatch. on like all the news. Like all the news media's were popping it up, and it's like. 
I think today when I opened up my email, like I, I'm at Yahoo and um, so my husband and I, like we can't ever agree on what to watch and he does not like anything with dialogue or drama. And like, I would What's love, I would love, no, I would love, well, he would love that. I would love to watch like, you know, murder mysteries. So when he's gone, I'll do that. He wants to watch more sports. We compromise and we watch things like finding Bigfoot and, uh, you know, just all these weird paranormal shows. Um, sometimes okay. we watch like, you know, just mostly documentary cells. Um, yeah. And some of them are like, we, we did go down the rabbit hole with this one show. It was about Sasquatch or Yeti in Alaska and it legitimately creeped me it legitimately made me believe it it was so weird but anyhow I think the thing that the so the premise of this one that you have the one that we all saw yeah it's like they're videotaping it it looks like they're on a train or they're something on a, it's on a, a couple on a train yeah and they're on their anniversary something on like a cliffside or a hillside or something like that yeah right? and they're looking out the window and they see like a yeti walk across and then it squats down in the rock so it's like a very rocky you know rocky mountain rocky side of a of a hill and so they went and they re they filmed it and then they reported it to the conductor and he goes yeah we get that all the time however to me that that yeti looks like a straight up man in it suit. does yeah, I, it that's does. what i thought too yeah. I, I don't believe it's pranking real them. i think they probably someone sees that train go by all the time and they're like we're in the middle like, of nowhere i'm gonna throw on a ghillie suit yeah. and just yeah. screw around yeah because the way he's walking he's like kind of like kind of like da, 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 da. and then he's yeah, like squatting. definitely sounds performed for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just the fact that like people see it all the time i'm like there's just a guy who probably lives in the cabin and he's like, ah, oh, the train schedule, you know, he probably knows what he's doing. And But it, it, you got to see it. It's super fun. Just Google it, you know, tonight or whatever. But um, people, like, go out and buy them. They're so much fun to read. And I will put all your links and everything when we put this out. So you can find Libby. You can find her wonderful books, her Poppy McAllister series, which is just wonderful. It's so funny. You just always have such a great sense of humor. Such a big smile whenever I see you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And your book sounds so cute. I thought it was such a funny thing that we had obviously similar personalities and similar sense of humor that we would come up with so many close things. For sure. And we met, I think the first time we actually met in person, well, like the first time I, I actually met you, met you was not in person. I had just, I think my book was just coming out or it had just come out and we, it was during the pandemic and we were doing a remote cozy con um, and you were doing a cooking segment and you went through this door and I'm like, oh my God, look at her kitchen. Like you have an industrial kitchen, right? I did. Yes, I did. Oh, I have my. a beautiful kitchen, but I did. I had a professional, um, I had a professional kitchen because we had an ice cream business that we made ice cream out of the kitchen oh. and like baked ice cream sandwich. Things. Oh That's my awesome. God. That's like, oh. do you do that anymore? No. Oh. No, my daughter-in-law uh, moved away. So oh, I'm so sorry. Well, you know, she had such a great idea. She had great ice cream sandwich recipes. And then the pandemic came and you couldn't open a shop and oh. do the pop-up farmer's market. So. Oh, no, it's so terrible. Oh, but that sounds delicious. Oh, It was a really good idea. And uh, we got to bring yeah, it back. I still, I still do all of the baking. I'm going to be making donuts here soon. <gasps> what kind? Is, is this for a new East book? Rays, Deep fried jelly donuts. Oh, is this, is this? Um, for, the, for the mystery lover's kitchen. 
All right, I'm going to watch for that one and get that recipe. We tried, um, I've made donuts at home, and they're delicious. You boys like them, yeah, but really it is a pain. Yeah. But, but not in your kitchen. In my kitchen, it's a pain. <laughs> I will come over well, and cook in your kitchen. <laughs> as gluten-free, the only two things I haven't been able to replicate for you to not be able to tell it's gluten-free is a really good croissant and a good jelly donut. So I'm really? still working so on it. So that's what you're working on. Yep. I, do you use like the a rice flour or do you make your own blend? The best flour for anything gluten-free is always a blend. Because any one, if you're only going to use rice flour or if you're only going to use sorghum flour, you need a, a, a symphony of flours yeah. to like complement each other. Some of them will hide each other's flaws. Ah. So you need sort of a mixture of things to get like a, you know, because cooking is chemistry. It is. And you've got to recreate chemistry in ingredients that don't naturally have the same chemistry as wheat. Oh, it's so complicated. Because, right, yeah, yeah, I mean, like when I, you know, use flour, I feel like now I'm cheating a little. <laughs> because it's flour, <laughs> you know. You just have to think a lot harder. But, oh, my gosh, so you're coming up with a jelly donut yep. for, for a gluten-free jelly donut. Oh, my God, you're going to change the world with that. Well, the thing with gluten-free is it's going to be absolutely amazing for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're here when I make them, you're going to be like, oh my God, you're a genius. But the second day you're going to be like, nope, nope, now I see it. <laughs> no, is it, can, can you freeze them? Like, I know like for me too, like any kind of baked good loses its luster yeah. after a day. I think of it's fresh because we don't put, you know, you don't put like um, preservatives in it. So fresh baked good, but I will like just throw them right in the freezer and then mm -hmm. pull them out, you know, whatever. Can you do that with a gluten-free or does that ruin the, does that ruin the, the makeup of it? No, you can freeze anything, but you know, gluten-free is like you're trying to trick food into yeah. doing something it doesn't naturally want to do. Yeah. So things, you know, Gluten is what makes something rise and get light and fluffy. And without that, you're trying to trick it and force yeah. it, like blowing up the tire in your car with your mouth. Oh, my God. So like you have a limited amount of time where you can kind of hit that magic zone where it works, but then it it's it does start to fall apart. It'll still taste delicious. Gluten doesn't have a taste. Oh. So gluten-free is all about the texture right. of something. It's, all, it's about the taste, because you can still get those flavors. You're just not going to yep. get that, oh, wow. But it just... Yeah, I can make some amazing things, but they, you know, when you have a loaf of Wonder Bread that sits on the counter oh. for like a month and a half and like never gets hard or molds, that's not normal. And it's not good for you either. <laughs> that's chemical. That's, that's chemical. terrifying. That's like going that to McDonald's. It's all chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what that is. But so yeah. you don't have any chemicals and you definitely are trying to force your food into complying to your wishes that it's not meant to do. But right. there's a window that's just beautiful and, and nobody oh. can tell that this is gluten-free. And so you want to capture it in that window. That is a very good, I mean, that's a very good advice. I think gluten-free pasta, it's pretty good. Yeah, the gluten-free gluten pasta's come a long way for sure. Yeah, it's it's very good. good now. I mean, but, there's, all, there's also like, I don't know, chickpeas, chickpea have gluten in it? No, I think the chickpea, is there chickpea flour or they make it? There in is, a, and there's yeah. chickpea pasta. Chickpea it's not pasta. bad. Chickpea pasta's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually have been making it recently and it's it's pretty good. Pretty solid, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a little different. It doesn't taste like terrible but but think. baking is a totally different like yeah. that is i mean i my hat's off to you for doing that because and writing about 
a character who is gluten-free and coming up with recipes for each of your books because, um, and you've got delicious recipes in the back of your books. Thank you. Well, Poppy has an autoimmune disease where she can't have gluten. And in a stunning coincidence, Libby has an autoimmune <laughs> disease where she can't have gluten. So, Don't you love it? People have asked me, are you Libby? And I'm like, no, she's tall. <laughs> So do you eat a lot of meat then to substitute? Like, obviously, you're not eating a lot of carbs, so... I mean, or... I eat a lot of meat because it's one of my safe foods. Yes. I'm actually allergic to several things. I'm not supposed to eat. I can't have nightshades. I can't have dairy. So, like, I mean, oh, wow. I do. You don't need I do, but, like, when I get really sick, I have to go off of it. And meat is one of the few things I'm not allergic to. Yeah, it's very... Wow. It's a, it, it's like, we eat a lot of meat here, too. I guess it has a lot of... It's nutrient dense for what you get. You know what I mean? It's, um, yeah. But yeah, oh, dietary problems are so hard. And I, and I feel guilty because, like, my my person just bakes with flour. <laughs> my character. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? There's so many good one on one, one to one flours now that any recipe that I put out that's a gluten free recipe using a one to one flour, you could make it and just right. use all purpose flour and, and we could purpose. make the same thing. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to definitely do that. Um, it was such a pleasure to have you. Do we have a fun song? Yes, we do. Oh, we have. A, okay, Libby. Oh, yes, ready do. for this? Oh, Thank I you am. so much. And I will see you and I are doing something. Um, the, actually, this will air after we do our, we're doing a, a thing with Larissa, our lovely publicist. Um, for what library are we doing that for? Langley Adams. Thank you. God, your memory's got, my my memory's shot. I was I was working on an outline today, <laughs> and I just was like brain dead. <laughs> so, but, well, I got the reminder about the library then today, and I was too. like, "What is this event?" And we're like, "I know, I know this uh, this Halloween." Right, pocket. Oh wait, here we go. <laughs> This is our happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Libby. And uh, good luck to you. And good luck to Mischief Nights, our murder. And here's, oh, thank you so much. And here's our terrible song. Here's, here's my kid's favorite song because it's... Just listen to the words. So messed up. Already. It's messed up. <laughs> it's not the right version. <laughs> it's something strange. Sleeping in your bed. I don't know why they like this. Let me tell you something. makes me feel good. All right. All right. Happy Halloween. Thank you Thanks, so guys. much for Happy Halloween. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you so much for listening out there. Uh, like and Oh my god. All right. Shut this off. Have a good one. Makes me feel good. <laughs> hey, this is Dan. Hey, this is Matt. Hey, if you like this podcast, please consider liking and subscribing. As well as sharing it with your friends and family. Also, if you're interested in Darcy Hannah's books, you can check them out on Amazon or DarcyHanna.com. Anyway, thank you for your time and your listen. Have a great day. Yeah, have a good one. Bye.